Hello and welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Manny. And today we have episode 105. Oh yes, yes, last week, Brandon, we played Liliana's song. We did play Liliana's song. But that was a taste, a taste of gameplay. Now we're back to no gameplay. I'm so sorry, everybody. Sorry, I'm still singing. <laughs> it's really rude of you to talk over me like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should, you know, finish quicker. So, oh, let me tell you, I finish very quickly. <laughs> so today, <laughs> so today, yeah, we are talking about uh, a book a this book. time. Yes, you know, literature. For, literature. For those who don't know, uh, a book is a. <laughs> For those of you who've never co- heard, <laughs> never heard uh, a book, a book. Uh, it's spelled uh, B O O K. Yeah, and um, it is a series of pages with words that form into a story. Yeah, and it's like bound together um, by some sort of shell, if yeah, you will. Imagine, um, like all the BuzzFeed articles <laughs> uh, printed. <laughs> and put it in one, and, and that's one a, like imagine like a binder, yeah. But instead of rings and holes, they were stitched into a like fabricish shell. And instead of like lists about celebrities, they they all like formed one cohesive narrative. Yes, like it's like fan fiction, but bound physical. together yeah yes. physical uh and you know what's funny about this we didn't read the book we listened to it no you bought it <laughs> Wait, I, I bought it i did buy it and i i you op- intended to read it i intended because i never really re- like heard audiobooks mm. um i always read the book that's yeah. what i did with harry potter that's what i did with multiple things i've read before yeah. i've never listened to an audiobook before this either oh wow mm-hmm. From, uh, mm-hmm. both our first times yeah um I mean, actually, I, that's kind of a lie, because I did listen to part of an audiobook, like the first probably like six pages. I was like, this is not for me. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a, a self-help book. <laughs> and I was like, this, this just seems condescending. <laughs> um, this book's not condescending. No, it's not. Um, so yeah, we're talking about The Stolen Throne. The Stolen Throne. Uh, by who wrote it? Oh, Dave Gator. Dave? Who's one of the head writers on Dragon Age Origins. Ah, there we go. Yes. Yes. And um, it follows a story. Of King Merrick and Logan and, and King Merrick's queen Rowan and uh, an elf lady named Catchall and a bunch of other people. Oh, a bunch of other people. But those are like the main characters. Those are like the main characters. Like there, I will be honest here. So when I was listening to it for a good portion of the audiobook, I had no idea what the hell was going on <laughs> because I guess because. I was doing stuff while listening to the audiobook, oh, and I man. didn't put my full attention. So, like, when I was hearing stuff, I was like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Sometimes that would happen to me, and I would go back a few seconds just to get, like, the context back. Um, but I, I think I got it. If, if I didn't know what was happening, I would look at the synopsis and be like, what happened there? And mm-hmm. it was pretty, like, like, I got it together. Yeah, that's what, like, by the time like, we got to... Uh, to like the part where they go into the deep roads. I kind of got the gist. Yeah, it's funny because I don't remember the deep road. Oh, so so Manny finished the book last night. Yes. I finished the book months ago. Months ago. Like maybe February. Like we were I we were originally going to do this episode a little bit earlier, but I just kept delaying and delaying and delaying. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to read a book. Yeah, originally we were going to do Stolen Throne before Liliana's song. Uh-huh. You know, chronologically. Yeah. But uh, that didn't happen. No. Because it... 
things things got in the way. Pushed off. This, this is a very busy month, everybody, yeah. because we're currently recording this in June, and June is a month of chaos. My birthday's in June. A bunch of our other friends' birthdays are in June. Yeah, multiple people. Multiple, many uh, people that we know. Manny, Manny, Manny. Only the only birthday that. <laughs> that oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Um, no. you know what's funny, Manny? What? So I just went on a Royal Caribbean cruise. Yes. So, Royal, Throne, <laughs> Caribbean, Pirates, Ritz. Stealing. Do you see St- what I'm getting at? Stolen Throne. Wow. <laughs> like Royal Caribbean. It doesn't take too many steps to get to Stolen Throne. Wow. You know when I thought of that? What did you think of Before that? going on the cruise. And I was <laughs> waiting for this moment to bring it up. Isn't that funny? God damn it, Brandon. <laughs> Okay, let, let, let's go through the plot of, of Stolen Throne. Sure, so let's just talk, we're going to have like a quick recap here for all of you who may or may not have listened to it and just give like our two cents about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so like this book begins with, um, while listening to it, it, it begins with Merrick in the Forest yeah. running and how I envision it, mm-hmm. it's like a mix of that scene from Snow White. Oh my God. <laughs> where Snow White's running away from the <laughs> scary trees. Yeah. Uh, mixed with like a hunt. Okay. Like that, you know, that scene in like Deathly Hollows part one, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part one, where like the De- Death Eaters are like chasing Harry through the woods. Okay, kind Something of. Something like that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so Marek is- exciting. Marek, because Marek's mother, Queen, I forgot her name. Oh, oh. Um, uh, uh, find it out. Fudge. Queen uh, Fudge. Uh, uh, oh God. Queen- I don't know. Queen, good queen lady. The rebel queen. The rebel queen. That's what they call her. The rebel queen. And her name is Moira. Queen Moira? Yeah, Moira. Rebel queen Moira. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was killed. Theron. Yes. Theron? Theron. Theron? Theron? That's like their bloodline. Oh, name. okay. She was killed. Yes. Uh, and by the hands of Orlesians. By the, yes. And Marek is running away mm-hmm. because, you know, his life's in freaking danger. Yeah. And um, this chapter, chapter one, uh... Mm-hmm. Really kind of shows you Marek's character. It does. Like, that's what I liked about the first chapter, especially. That's what engrossed me. Mm. Um, I, from before this book, uh, I didn't really get a grasp of what Marek was like. I always... That's well, true. No, I kind of just thought about, like, oh, he's probably just some stoic king. Yeah, some, like, staunchy king. Staunchy king, like, oh! Like, I was imagining, <laughs> like, the king from uh, from Final Fantasy Fifteen. Oh, <laughs> We'll get to that. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you will soon learn about our experiences with Fantasy Fifteen. Yes, but anyway, anyway, um, so like, yeah, that's what like my pre like what I established what he would be like. Mm-hmm. However, in this chapter, he is more like Alistair than I thought he was. Yeah, going especially to be. since he's young. Yeah, but uh. But I don't know, like, a lot of people, like, their disposition, it's still similar. It's, like, you would expect him, I, I expect him to have grown up always knowing he's going to be king and, like, kind of accepting that about himself and just mm-hmm. being, like, that kingly figure. Yeah. But like you said, he's very, like, unsure and he's like, I didn't sign up to be a king and now my mom's dead and now I'm the king. And he's not even technically king. He's, like, has to lead the resistance. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, maybe, like, yes, he knew he was going to be king, but remember... Maybe in the back of his mind, he doesn't know if this res- this rebellion was going to, you know, be successful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this takes place during the, like, revolution of Ferelden from... Orlais. Orlesian. Yeah, Orlais. And so at this point, he's, like, going to be the first king of Ferelden. Mm-hmm. So his mother was supposed to be the queen 
of Ferelden and like begin the whole line. Yeah. Um, and so now he's left to rule. Uh-huh. And yet they don't even have their kingdom. So now his parents are dead. There's all this like tragedy around him and he's left to fight and like gain freedom from Orlay. Yeah. Which is a very good premise. Yes. It's it's a, it's a very it's a very good start to a story. Very good. Yeah. Um I do love um the only thing that I, I will complain about this book is I kind of wish it was written in a similar style that Game of Thrones is written. Where oh, each, like each character? Each character, like each chapter is a character. Mm-hmm. And it's like from their point of view. Why? Because I kind of, that would have made me like, you know, in their head. I probably would have understood their... their okay. Even like though, if we had a chapter where like Loghain... Yes. I think that would have helped. That would have helped. That would have helped me with all this shit. Because I, I definitely like, want to be in his head. And yeah, just I want to know, know what's what, happening. What, what, how does he think? <laughs> um, but yeah, like, but this chapter, I will say, was written very well because yeah, definitely. you do get to uh, learn more about Marek's thought processes. And like, you know what? He eventually, at one point, he was... Comp- uh, contemplating on just dying, yeah. Just, uh, having him, he's just like, should I just let these people just let kill me? You kill me, but he he was able to muster up the strength to like keep fighting and keep fighting. running. Yeah. So eventually, in this forest, he runs into Loghain, right? Yes, with like two other people. Is it like Loghain and his buddies? It's like Loghain and two just like people from his town, mm-hmm. and he runs into them. weren't they like weren't they like going hunting or something, or they were like just walking? It was around. something like that, and um, Merrick didn't. Telling them that he was the prince. Mm-hmm. He just tried to like lay low. Did he give a fake name? I feel like he did. He did give a fake name. I forgot what the name was. I don't remember what the name was. We're not like looking at notes, people. We're no. just like remembering at the top We're, of our head. And yeah. I have a synopsis in front of me, but it just, it's not that too in detail. Yeah. So you're going to have to bear with us. Um, if you'd like to add your own contributions, feel free to email us at enchantmentpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com or tweet at us or Facebook us or wherever else at enchantmentcast. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I should have brought my book with me. I'd be like, just, she'd be like, oh, wait one second. Page 52 says his name is. <laughs> his fake name, yes. But, uh, yeah, so Loghain, um, it says here he's part of a band of Ferelden outlaws. Um, but Merrick joins with them. Mm-hmm. And so he does, and he goes to their camp. Yes. Yes. So it's Loghain's camp, and Loghain's father is the one leading the camp, Is, right? is his name Donna, Donalyn? Donna something? It starts with a D. Logan's father? Yeah. Someone with the name. Hold on. Someone in this book's name is like Donald. Logan's name name is Gareth, his father. Oh, then who the hell is the one with the D? Ah. They all have a D because they're men. Oh, God. (laughs) Not every man has a D, Manny. That's true. Not every man has a D. My Um, God. I don't know. Oh, wait. Are you talking about that mage? Which one? The Magister. Uh, I think so. Who Merrick kills in, like, the climax. (laughs) This is going very well. Very well. Wait, hold on. I'm looking it up. (laughs) (laughs) See, it'd be one thing if we both finished the book recently, but I finished it months ago. Okay. And And I literally, like, listened to it while doing things, so I didn't get the full picture. I Like playing Mario Baseball. I was playing Mario Baseball. You have to understand. (laughs) I can't just... I did at one point... I think the reason why I remember the Deep Roads most is because I literally just laid down and listened to it. I was like, I wasn't doing anything else. I was staring into 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 my my ceiling. Oh, Severin was the name of them. So who has a D? 
We'll find out eventually. Um, That's, or we won't. Or we won't. Um, so, yes. So, comment below. <laughs> comment below. <laughs> comment below. Uh, Tell please us. Please message us. Please message us with all sorts of input that you have. Because we're kind of just talking about our takeaways and not like every detail. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, he goes back to the camp. Um, and then somehow what Marek is just like. Is where they meet the, uh, the mother, Eilis? Or was that in Redcliffe? I think that was it. I, so I remember there was an Eilis. Do you remember her? It's, the name sounds familiar. Yes. She was. Um, I don't think it was here. Yeah. Yeah. Was oh, it yeah. here? Yeah, it was here. Oh, I thought it was much later. No. Yeah. Was that the, cha- the Chantry? It method? says here in Stolen Throne, along with Gareth, who's Logan's father, she helped a band of outlaws in the Southrin Hills during the Orlesian. Ah, <gasps> uh, yes, 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 yes. She first met King Merrick Theron there and helped him tend his wounds, not knowing who he really was. Yes. Yes. Now I remember. Yeah. And that's where he gave, he told her the fake name. Yeah, I think that's where he came up with the fake name. Yeah, that's where he came up with the fake name. And then how, how so did she get... she was tending to him. And then how did it slip that he was Merrick? So I think they brought him to the father and they were like, there's a boy here. <laughs> Merrick! You can tell I know really well the like order of events. So Garrick, hold on. I'm going to try to like find this information in media res. On the Dragon Age wiki. So, Sister Eilis, who's now a mother at this point. After the death of Moira, the rebel queen, her son Merrick stumbled upon Gareth's group as he fled her killers. They took care of his wounds, not knowing his identity. Okay, he didn't reveal his identity until the Orlesians camp. The Orlesians came to the camp and attacked. Okay. And then because he revealed his identity. He, he was like, I have to defend you. Yeah, yes. and Loghain was like, you're going to defend him. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought it was Loghain who found out. Because I remember hearing a section while listening to that chapter where they find out. Loghain like, coming in is like, I know who he is. We should leave him for dead. Did he find out on his own? I think Loghain found out on his own. I don't remember. All I remember is once they all know. <laughs> they, they all know. That's the, that's the gist. They so all, they all find out somehow. Yeah. And Loghain is like, we should leave him. They're after him, not us. Like, we know from the future that Loghain doesn't mind sacrificing people for his own means, right? Yes. So this is his initial, I guess, instinct. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, I'm just going to, um, on the topic of Loghain... Because I want to speak about Logay because he's introduced in chapter two. Um, mm-hmm. Before reading this book, before listening to this book, yeah, to be exact, um, everyone kept saying, "Oh, this book, you know, it makes Logain like you understand him. It makes him look m- more likable, more understanding, more relatable." <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say yes. I could understand where he's coming from because now I could slightly see what his thought patterns are. Uh huh. However, it does not make him likable. From the moment he shows up, he is an asshole. I mean, one of his first main... I mean, sure, he helped Merrick and brought him to the camp. But, like, as soon as he finds out Merrick's identity, he's like, let's leave this guy for dead. Yeah. So, it's not, like, a great... When you already know someone to be this, like, big villain... Yes. It takes more than just being a little bit nice to them and then wishing them to be dead to be like, but I get it. But, and I get but, the whole, like, prejudice against Orlesians. It's because of this whole war. Like, yeah. that I get. Yes. But that doesn't mean that I, like, sympathize with him more because of it. Mm-hmm. It does help you understand, at least, like, he worked so hard to free Ferelden for it all to be erased. But it's still, like, paranoia. Yeah. It's not like the Orlesians are actually coming in. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, 
It's like one of those old, like, sit- it's like one of those sitcoms where there's an old man who fought in Nam and he has, like, war flashbacks. And oh, like, my God. The Vietnamese. <laughs> and, and he's like, they're here. Oh, my God, Brandon. That's true, though. It's like one of those where he thinks he's like, oh, get back. And you're like, you're not in the war, Grandpa, anymore. As- That's like what Locate is. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a position of power. Except he's like one of the few, like one of the highest people in government. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and then because of this, you know, yeah, the Orlesians come and they attack. Mm-hmm. And Gareth, uh, or Loghain's father, uh, dies. Yes. But before he dies, Merrick, like, knights him. Yes. And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but you are now a knight. And Gareth is like, I'm so honored. And Loghain just thinks it's all like a crock of shit, right? Yeah. And then then Gareth says that he tells Loghain that he has to look over Merrick, that Merrick is a responsibility. Yeah. He, like, tasked him with that. And then Loghain is is not happy about that. Right. At all. But he does honor his father's dying wish. Yes. And yeah. so I, I did like the moment, uh, like the chapter after Gareth dies, and they're just Lo- Loghain and Merrick are on the run. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was like just a lovely scene just between them. Like this is, I think, the chapter where Merrick is most like Alistair. Oh, really? Because just the way how he talks with Loghain. Okay. He's very kind of jokey. Not like jokey, but trying to defuse the situation. Yeah. And he's very sweet. And Logan's just like this gruff asshole. Like, my father's dead because of you. Mm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna protect you, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, he I I do remember him accusing Merrick of being like like not able to fend for himself. Mm-hmm. And like Logan's like, I'm basically that's dragging you along and protecting you. And I th- and I think he even said like cause uh Merrick also likes to talk. Yeah. I think he even complained saying like it's like he just keeps talking and talking and talking. <laughs> it just it, like I had it like the visualization in my head of just like Merrick just not shutting up <laughs> and Logan just with like a grimace, like trying to get Logan to like him. Yeah, since they're stuck together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I remember Logan. It felt like he was the more kind of competent, but a lot less friendly, a yes. lot less likable one. But they had to stick together. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually in their travels, they, I believe they, they come across the Dalish. Okay. <laughs> the Dalish. Yes. So we were listening, the audiobook was on <laughs> Audible and, uh, this narrator guy, he does a good job, but there are some words that yeah. he mispronounces. Yeah. It's like the He does da- a really good job. He does a really good job. But. <laughs> it's like the Dalish. We know it's the Dalish elves. Yeah. Like, the Dalish. I'm like, what, what? Yes. What, what do you mean? So the Dalish. Yeah. <laughs> the Dalish. They, uh. They capture Loghain and Merrick, and they take them to the Witch of the Wild. Yes. They don't outright say the name of -hmm. the Witch of the Wild. They don't say Flemeth. Yeah, that's true. They don't say Flemeth, but they just say the Witch of the Wild, which honestly I think is fine. Because they wouldn't know. They Like people reading this book really wouldn't know, you know, who Flemeth is because the game hadn't come out yet. And Merrick definitely wouldn't know. Exactly. So it was just the Witch of the Wilds, but we know who it is. It's Flemeth. And I was very excited. And I actually really liked this section because mm-hmm. the way the narrator like talks, like he's kind of like talking in her inflection too, yeah. which is kind of funny. Yeah, because um, like so sing songy. Yeah. Um, um, so, do you remember like the terms of what they kind of chat about? Because I know they, I don't. Didn't Flemeth and Merrick do like a? They made an agreement, but they don't. I don't think they. They don't say what they the don't say what the right? agreement is. Yeah, I think it's still a mystery. Okay. Okay. I didn't think so either. 
Because he couldn't reveal it to anyone mm-hmm. and whatnot. But yeah. he gave her warning. Yeah. Uh, she gave him warning. Yeah, she she did warn Marek that uh, Loghain would betray him uh, uh, each time worse than the other. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. I don't know that we see any of those betrayals in the game. I mean... I mean, sorry, in the... In the book? In the book. Like, I don't think he really betrays him in the book. Unless you count the, the Catriel... The Catriel stuff, but that that's not really betraying as if he is relaying information. Yeah, because she, I guess we could talk about that as a guest there. Yeah. So, um, and she also says that a blight will occur in Ferelden, mm-hmm. which it does. It does, as we know, it does we played it exactly. Sivan's <laughs> dead. Imagine like we had our book, like it'd be like, and then came the birth of insert character name here. <laughs> <laughs> Stevan. Stevan. Yeah, so she she eventually, like, after they have this discussion, this mysterious conversation, mm-hmm. she lets them pass through the wild. Yes. Now, I will say this. You will probably need to refresh me, because from this point till the deep roads is where I'm kind of mind-bubbled. <laughs> okay. So I'll try to do my best. Okay. So what I know from here, um, and I'm looking at the synopsis they as go, it goes. They go to Redcliffe. I believe they go to Redcliffe, because I think that's where they meet Rowan. Rendorn Guerin, who's Eamon's dad. Mm-hmm. And so, and along with that, Rowan. So, they escape the wilds. Um, they meet up with the rebel soldiers. So maybe it's not in Redcliffe. Maybe they just meet up with them elsewhere. I thought they went to Redcliffe. I thought it was Redcliffe. They, th- they did say... Because this a- is where, like... Rowan, who's Eamon's sister, and, like, their whole family is. Yeah. And I thought they even described, um, even the way they described, like, I probably forgot. I remember hearing about Redcliffe, but I remember they described a city where it was, um, like, there was a river. It was, like, accessed by a river. Okay, so then that makes sense. And it makes sense. I was like, okay, so it's Redcliffe because Redcliffe has a river next to it. Let me make sure that this all happened in Redcliffe. Please. Oh, I'm not actually sure. But uh, it says here that um, Andorn Guerin, who's the Arl at the time, was the Arl of Redcliffe. Mm-hmm. So that does make sense that, like, since he is the Arl during the Orlesian occupation of Ferelden, yeah. it makes sense that they would just meet where he already yeah. is. And they don't have to be, like, on the run. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't become Arl, like, later or something. Yeah. So, yeah, so they meet him and his family. Um, Rowan, we learn, is betrothed to Merrick already. Yes. So they go to meet these rebel soldiers. Um, I think Rowan, like, goes off with them. And then there's kind of a time skip, at least according to this. There is a bit of a time skip, yes. I think there are a couple of time skips. Because we see them, like, there is that fight in Gwarren. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. Uh, fight in Gwarren. Yeah, it's like... I have to remember specifically, and I don't really, but looking at it, because I remember there was a battle, Mm -hmm. and Loghain, like, came up with the winning, like, tactic to defeat the Orlesians, even though they were really outnumbered. Mm -hmm. And I think that's at this point. Okay, yeah, because I remember there was a battle. Because it says here, Gwarn was captured by the rebel army led by Prince Merrick. And became the first settlement liberated from the religion rule. Yes, yes, and I yes, think yes. that was at this point. Yes, yes, this yes. Because I remember, the, I remember in my little area of of listening to this, but not really paying attention. Yeah, uh, there was a battle uh, within there, and I think that's where they met Wilhelm. Wilhelm and Shale. I think so. Mm. Well, let me make sure. Wilhelm Guarin. I'm just, I'm literally just googling Wilhelm Guarin. <laughs> we know a lot about this book. <laughs> 
<laughs> here's the thing about here's the thing, guys. It's much easier to remember what happens in a video game than what happens in a book. Well, Especially when you book. have your experience recorded through it. Yeah. So it's not like we're watching through our experience reading the book. I we should have done we what we should have done is read the first chapter together and then record like oh an episode God. for chapter one. Just allowed. Yeah. Um so it says Yeah, so it says here that uh Wilhelm organized the defenses in Guarin until the prince arrived. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Wilhelm was there. This is where okay. we see Wilhelm, and they obviously don't call her by name, but and his rocky golem, mm-hmm. who takes place in the fight because they mention the golem like punching people and throwing them around and stuff. So that was cool when I heard it. I immediately recognized the name Wilhelm, and I was like, he owns Shale, and they mentioned that Shale's there, and I was like, ah. Aww. So that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess she wasn't frozen for a hundred years because at this point she was unfrozen. Yeah. And it's not until he gets to Hanleith that he freezes her. Mm hmm. So I guess that happens. Maybe like it's a shorter amount of time. Yeah. Um, maybe we just wrote the hundred things ourselves because that's such a clean number. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So they take up, they take back Warren. Um, and that's like their first victory. Yeah. This is the point where we meet Catriel. Like, after this is when we meet Catriel. Yes. So, she... When did we learn that she was what she was? Was it before we met her? No, it was after we it met her. It was after we met her? So, yeah. as when we meet her, she's a messenger. And she warns them... Oh! Wait, no. Okay, okay. That's me backing up. She warns them about the attack on Warren. Oh. And that's why they're in, like, a position to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it says here, she warns them of the attack on Gorin, and they're able to repel it. And then she joins... Um, Merrick. Yeah, she joins Merrick and Loghain, and that's when she, like, joins their team. And then it's later learned that she's a spy yeah. for um, Megrin, who's yeah. the... Or Legion, Legion King. King. She's... The spy hired by his mage advisor, Severin. So we have Severin, the mage advisor. We have Megrin, the king of Orlais. And then Catriel, we learn, is the elven spy hired by them. Mm-hmm. And so she becomes friends with Merrick and joins their forces. And he vouches for her. I forgot what she said she was. Did she say she was like an escaped like servant or something like that? <sighs> I think so. I don't know if she like really relayed what she was. That, did she? Because I know... Because that's how she, she supposedly was supposed to know about the attack on Gorn. Because I know that... I think she said she like escaped to warn that there was an attack. Okay. Because I, I remember... Well, this is more into the, the chapters within the Deep Roads. Mm-hmm. How um, they're talking about... Because she, doesn't she say that she worked in Orlais or she was from Orlais? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm no, I'm not from Orlais, but I'm also not Ferelden. Yeah, yeah. That she was like a servant in Orlais. Yeah. And so she wasn't loyal to them. So she's not loyal. To, she, yeah. she has, she has no loyalty to. Right. To so I liked Catriel. She was a nice character. She was a spy, but she really like turned around and she like earned my trust that she really did believe in like. We later learn as time goes on that she develops a relationship with Merrick. Yes. And they do kind of like fall in love, you know. Yes. And, okay, so I do remember when he first helps her, he mentions how slender and perfect her skin (laughs) skin is. is. And he mentions that it's like, and then it all leads down to her ample bosom. (laughs) And I remember in my head being like, oh my god, like, (laughs) he's into this bitch. (laughs) 
Well, there was a scene. Isn't there a scene in the in the Deep Roads where he's talking to Rowan mm-hmm. and basically says, that, "Oh, I'm in love with Catriel." Something like that. Like, and like Rowan's kind of like disappointed. Yeah, because they're supposed to get married. And then like right after that, like Marek is like holding Catriel's chin and like basically just saying lovely things and then kisses her. And yeah. I'm like, oh God, we get it. Yeah. So he's <laughs> totally into her. Yeah. But um, so at this point, uh, so she eventually gives them false info to attack Something a Hills at West Hill. West Hills. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it causes, like, a big loss of rebels, um, and then the, Merrick, Loghain, and Rowan are separated from everyone else yes. in the army due to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she regrets this, um, because, as you mentioned, she's developing feelings for Merrick. I'm kind of reading from the synopsis at this yeah. point, because this is, like, a lot of the stuff that, I, like I said, it was a while ago, and so but, the order of events for me is really wonky. No, I, like, I remember this because it's very, very recent. I remember, the, like, the part after the West Hills battle and the other battle, like, that, from there on, I remember more. Right, because this is how they get to their deep roads. Yeah. Because Catriel brings them there. Yeah. So, there, I know there is a, uh, like, a chapter where Catriel's talking to, was Severin? Yeah, the... Does she kill him, or she almost kills him? Or she, she, she doesn't th- kill him. She thinks about killing him. Possibly. Because, like, he kind of says, like, oh, we just, like, used you. Or, like, you're, like, really nothing. Like, spoke down to her. Yeah, spoke. Yeah, I I do remember this. Yeah. But she doesn't kill him. No. No. Um, So she's the one who leads into the deep road. She says that they can get to Gwarin through there. Mm -hmm. Which, as we mentioned, is, like, the first place that they reoccupied. Yeah. Um, And so they are rescued from a Darkspawn attack by the Legion of the Dead. Mm -hmm. Which is when we meet the Legion of the Dead and we learn a little bit about, like, their history, which is kind of cool. Like, from this outside, they're like, oh, we met these dwarves. They fight the Darkspawn and they're supposed to be dead because they've, like, dedicated their lives to the fight. Uh So that was a nice little... I I remember learning about that and being like, oh, this is cool that it, like, ties back to the stuff we learned in Origins. And, like, it opens up the world. It makes it feel even more lived in. I love... When they're about to enter the deep roads, they say that, like, the walls are covered in graffiti, which kind of makes sense. Oh. Yeah, it just reminds me of, like, though, in my mind, I was thinking it was, like, more, like, modern. Spray paint. Like, spray paint. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> yeah, it's covered in spray paint from those hooligans. <laughs> we must be getting close to Gwarin. Look at the spray paint. <laughs> It's the Legion of the Dead, and we're here to say. (laughs) Um, So we see the Legion of the Dead, um, and Merrick convinces them that they can, like, be redeemed, and they can find glory through Mm -hmm. helping him in the army. Um, The Legion of the Dead help them get to Gwarin, um, and they make it back there safely. Um, It says that they were able to fight off a Northern Legion army sent to reclaim Gwarin. Yes, yes. Do you remember this happening? Yes. Okay, I'm glad. Because, like I said a while ago. Apparently, like, the general public thought Merrick was dead. Yes. Because that's what it says here. It says yes, 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 When yes. people, like, learned. Because, like we said, they were separated from, like, a huge loss. Yeah. So they assumed Merrick was dead. And now that he's back and they realize he's still alive, there's, like, mm. a huge uproar of, like, morale. That's when they, like, leave. Wasn't, well, okay, because I remember, Andrin was there. Or King, he, they spoke to King Andrin already from Orzammar. Did they speak to him? I I believe they spoke to him. I I remember hearing about him, and I remember specifically when they talked about the dwarves leaving into the outside world, uh-huh. and like they had to calm them down because they thought, oh, you're not gonna fall into the sky and keep falling to never uh, to like oblivion. 
I don't remember them speaking to Endrin, but you keep saying they did. I'm going to look it up. I keep remembering that Endrin was involved in this plot. Or at least <laughs> I remember hearing his name. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard. Maybe the Legion of the Dead just brought it up. Because I remember them meeting the Legion of the Dam. The Dam. The Dam. Of the Dead. He's not in Stolen Throne, maybe. He was mentioned in Stolen Throne, at least. Maybe he was mentioned. Like, he was mentioned. Okay. King Engine was mentioned in Stolen Throne. I have it right here. Where are you seeing this? I'm on the Dragon Age wiki. Me too! It says right there, appearances, the Dragon Dragon Age, the Stolen Throne, mentioned. It doesn't say that for me. You don't see it under his picture? No! King Endrin Stonehammer? Is is there another person named Endrin? Who's Endrin Idukin? Is this the wrong person? I'm I, I have Endrin Stormhammer. He's the first paragon. I think this is a different Endrin. Okay. No, this Endrin's much older. Okay. Well he was mentioned in <laughs> So okay, they were probably talking to another dwarven guy who mentioned Endrin. I was confused. I apologize. So maybe they mentioned this one, but it's not the Endrin we know. Okay. I think that's why we're okay. confused. Alright. So they did talk about Endrin, just not the Endrin we know. Yes. Anyway. But I remember them specifically talking about trying to calm the uh, Logan, trying to tell the dwarves, like, no, you're not going to fall into the sky. Yes. The sun's not going to come down. But I think he did that to the Legion of the Dead. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so they make it out. They go to Gwarin. They're able to fight back another, like, opportunity for the legions to occupy Mm -hmm. Gwarin. Um, And once news is out that Merrick is still alive, riots and rebellions against Orlea erupt. Throughout Ferelden. Because mm-hmm. now they're like, yay, we still have Because it's kind of like, uh, like, wow, wait, Merrick's alive. He survived this. He is a king. He's so powerful. Yeah, which is like a weird angle to go. Yeah. Like, it's not a religious thing. He's just alive. Yeah, like, let's like, calm down. He, he just escaped everybody. Calm yeah. down. <laughs> Jesus. Like, if anyone was to escape, it would be the king. They would yeah. like, kind of prioritize that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so I remember this chapter. It was like toward the end. And they're really making this Orlesian king, like, evil at this point. Because <laughs> they're like, he wanted to get even more brutal. And they're like, are you sure? Like, these uprisings against you, if you were more forgiving and, uh, like, if you were more merciful to them, like, then no! they would be happier with your rule. And he was like, no, I want them to know that if they go against me, they die, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and oh. so it made him seem really evil. Like, like... <sighs> That felt kind of gratuitous to me, that yeah. he's just, like, such a clear-cut bad person. Yeah. Like, like even more than Loghain was portrayed to be. Like, at least Loghain was an asshole in Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. And he was evil, but he had a reason? He had, he had like, the the good of Ferelden in mind. Yeah. But it sounds like this person, he's just like, no, I want anyone who rises against me to be punished. I don't care about their, like, their perspective and it's better to making be, them happy. It's better to be feared. Than love, yeah, we've Which heard this before. I hate that line so much. I've, it's been used in so many things. It has been in Alice in Wonderland, the crappy version. Uh, uh-huh. Game of Thrones. It's um, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> Azula says that. Oh my god. Um, so that seems to be his kind of mantra. Mantra, and the Chantry also abandoned him because of this. The Chantry mm-hmm. was like, we can't support you if you do these atrocities. And then so now Merrick has the Chantry behind him. And so this guy kind of dug his own grave. Yeah. At this point, because um, he was trying to just like 
rule with a iron fist and that just makes people even angrier and even when the chantry's like are you sure you want to do this he's still like yes they all need to die it's like, are you sure though and so that that kind of like he digs his own grave with yeah. that one um oh Okay, so Loghain and Rowan are romantically involved. I told you! I couldn't remember if they were. I remembered that Loghain liked Rowan. But I didn't remember that Rowan liked Loghain. They were romantically involved. Well, now I know. I'm they liked each it. other. I know now. But I don't remember that. Because, clearly, if it doesn't work out with the other, go with another person. That's what I always do. <laughs> That's why every boyfriend I've ever had, and I've had many have been the ex of someone else that I was also romantically involved in. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Uh, anyway, so Loghain and Rowan have formed a romantic bond. Mm-hmm. And it's around this time also that Loghain discovers that Catriel was a spy. Oh, yes, that bitch. Even yeah. I like her. And so he's quick to reveal that to Merrick. Mm-hmm. And um, then Merrick gets angry. Yeah, Merrick is really angry. Um, he gets a confession. And then... Manny, what does he do to Catriel? She dies. She gets killed. Yeah, she doesn't. Just, she doesn't just fall on the ground and die. She's killed. She's killed. she's murdered. Um, by Merrick himself, mm-hmm. and he regrets it because he loves Catriel, and he starts to realize like, no, she did really believe in me. Like she was originally a spy, but she does care. And this 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 creates kind of like a and of course Logan ri- would yeah. want Merrick to kill someone. Yeah, I feel like th- this does create like kind of like a rift. Or kind of like a bad yeah. blood between Loghain and Merrick. Yeah, this is like the the turning point. Yeah, which is weird because I always, from the game, from Dragon Age Origins, I always assumed that Merrick and Loghain had a really close bond. Like, yeah. I always thought that they were like friends. But now, this makes me understand Loghain's turn in Dragon Age Origins much better. Yeah, totally. Uh, because, like, I was like, wow, a, a guy would just, like, betray his best friend's son and have him killed like that? Mm-hmm. That's insane. But now seeing how Loghain acts from, yeah. like, you know, this book on, yeah. I was like, okay, I understand now how, I understand his character. So, like, I feel like yeah, I this book did not make me sympathize with mm-hmm. Loghain. It made me understand him. yeah. I think maybe that's what people mean yeah. when they say like like you feel better about Logan. I guess. like I don't feel better. Like I, his <laughs> decisions are still but it makes sense awful. a little. It bit. makes sense to his character. Yeah, like it's he's not just evil for the sake of being evil. He's evil for a reason, and I feel that yeah is scary. And I guess telling the truth about Catriel could be seen as a betrayal, like Flemeth foretold. Yeah, but. I mean, it was Merrick's right to know. It yeah. maybe would have been better if Catriel brought it up herself mm-hmm. rather than Loghain, like, inciting this. I mean, like, let's let's put yourself in Merrick's shoes. Would you forgive Catriel for that? Because that is... I think in hindsight, Merrick would have. Really? I mean, she is... Because he regretted killing she, her, at least. She is the cause of a bunch of people dying. That's true. But there's also her repentance. Like, she helped them escape and get to Gorin safely. Without her, he would have died, like... True. He wouldn't have so been able she, to So she back. did help them. So she, like, without her, they wouldn't have been able to survive that, even though she caused it. Yeah. So it's, it is kind of gray in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think Merrick would have forgiven her had he, like, been able to get through it with her, as mm-hmm. opposed to being told by Loghain. So I do feel, I do feel that way. But that being said, uh, 
Loghain, after Catriel dies, he tells Rowan to be Merrick's queen. Yes. Um, and Rowan agrees. Uh, and this just like furthers the support and whatnot. And in, in my opinion, I feel like Catriel's death was a climax. Yeah. And, and the rest else... is like the the falling action. Yeah, because that feels like we we've gotten to know these characters, and that seems like the major like point we've been build up, building up to as far as character relations go. Yeah. Like this is the falling out between Loghain and Merrick. Like this is the death of Catriel, yeah. who Merrick became so close with, and Rowan. Her kind of end result is a result of this action as well. Like the way I see the book. Mm-hmm. The book is not really about how Marek got the throne. Yeah. To me, it's more about the relationship between these four characters. Yeah, I feel the same. how it got to... Like, it's more of a, a character piece yeah. than an, a fantasy epic. Yeah. Um, which, it makes sense. It, it really does... Yeah. Uh, like, it's a good companion piece with the games because the, compa- the the games are not necessarily a giant fantasy epic. Yes, they're big in scope and all that. Right. But I would say a majority of the game is building relationships between all the characters. Right. Um, also, after this point, uh, we do get some more, like, closing things that close off, like, the threads that we've seen. Yeah. So, Merrick, um, he kills the people who murdered his mother because the, the band of people were actually, um, they were traitors to Ferelden. Mm-hmm. They were in Ferelden, but they were led by, or, but they were, like, obeying Orlesians. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was able to, like, get to these traitors um, and, like, seek justice and kill them. So he does do that. And then he's able to find Severin, the mage who hired Catriel. Uh-huh. And so this is the last chapter, right? Or maybe the second to last chapter? Think, the only thing I remember from the last chapter is Kaelin. <laughs> yeah, so th- this is before that. Uh-huh. Um, so he gets to the mage that hired Catriel and kills him. Uh-huh. Um, and at the same time, Rowan and Loghain lead uh, Ferelden rebels to victory at the Battle of Riverdane. Mm-hmm. So, like, while they're doing that, Merrick is dealing with the, like, mage advisor to the king of yeah. Orlais. Um, and this is actually, like, the final... As far as, like, action goes, this is, like, the final climax. But I feel uh-huh. like, again, the emotional climax was the death of Catriel. Yeah. But what's interesting, like you said about this being a character study, like, he gets his revenge on... Well, he kills Catriel, and then he's able to seek justice against the people who organized his mother's death. And then he goes on to kill the mage who hired Catriel and got her, like, involved in everything. Yeah. And that's where it ends. Yeah. Like, we don't actually see the closing of the rebellion. Like, we yeah. don't actually see them. We don't see the them. Yeah, exactly. So, like you said, it's not about them winning back Ferelden. It's more about, like, these things that happened during, like, their adventure throughout. Yeah. And it doesn't need to end with them securing Ferelden because we know that happens. Yeah. It just ends, like, once their characters' journeys ended and then... Like the rest is like it's history, you yeah. know. So I, I agree with you in that in that yeah. case. That... It's because it, 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 it's it's definitely the way it's written. What I was expecting before this book, I was like, okay, we're yeah. gonna find out, you know, right? Merrick got the, the the throne, blah 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 blah. I get it. I yeah. get it. Um, but it was definitely a lot deeper than that. I got to understand each character's motivations, and it really is just like a book version of a Dragon Age game. 
without, <laughs> kind of without your imp- your your input yeah but it kind of is yeah. yeah like the characters are well thought out much like in the games yeah and their motivations are clear their kind of personalities and what brings them to do these things are very clear and you mm-hmm. see how they clash with each other how they cause the events that we know to have happened to yeah. actually occur um and we do see that Loghain has duty to ferelden yeah but his duty is almost to like not himself but like his loved ones mm-hmm. like he wanted He's... to save his family and his town yeah. at the expense of Merrick in the beginning yeah but once he does come to grow alongside Merrick and like serve dutifully with him he then even like after get catrail dies he says to rowan like you should be queen it's for the best of ferelden so like yeah. he is willing to put ferelden first after all these years of fighting for it uh-huh which makes sense in the future as to why he's so dutiful to ferelden um you know despite yeah. all the happenings I mean, in the game this book basically shows that Loghain is very <sighs> i'm trying to think of the word stubborn stubborn yeah yes. <laughs> stubborn he when he has something he cares about uh he does anything for it yeah if it's for his family he eventually grows love for his country and he is willing to do anything yeah anything (laughs) and it it's definitely um the only person we really saw like change his mind about anything was Loghain's father Mm -hmm. like he told Loghain to follow Merrick and keep him safe and that's what Loghain did yeah and like anything else beyond that Loghain was very like was very head first yeah you know and he wouldn't let anyone change his mind about anything. Yeah. I would always wonder, you know, what would have happened if Gareth was alive during the events of Dragon Age Origins. If what? Gareth was alive? If, I mean, did, Gareth would probably have been dead by then. I mean, how old is Loghain? Quite old. How old? His hair know. is still black. But, like, everyone else is dead. That's true. Like, Merrick's dead. Mm-hmm. Rendorn, who's Arliman's father, is dead. And Arliman's pretty old. Like, I'm pretty sure that generation is just is like, gone dying off. Yeah. Okay. I always thought, like, I always envisioned Loghain to be in his, like, 50s. Yeah, I guess. 50s, 60s. But who knows what the lifespan The lifespan of... I mean, freaking... It, well, Flemeth's a witch. Yeah, so. Flemeth doesn't count. <laughs> Flemeth doesn't count. And, um... But I do wonder what if Loghain didn't lose his family to the Orlesians. And then see... Because that probably has a lot to do with his deep, like, hatred for them. Yes. Like, not only are they seeking independence from the Orlesians, but he's seen, like, the cruelty, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I think you mentioned while we were playing the game, you were like, I wonder if he lost someone close to him due to the Orlesians. And we learn here that he did lose his family, his father specifically, we met. Uh Um, And so you could say that... That, that's what caused it that's yeah that that maybe seeded like the deep roots of yeah. his hatred toward our legions yeah. um and of course we learn we the characters didn't see this we kind of saw us ourselves but the king was like we need to have everyone dead rebellious you know so or or lay is definitely portrayed as like an iron-fisted ruler which is not usually how i did not per- like when i heard that oh Orlay was uh like in charge of ferelden at one point yeah because i always envisioned Orlay as like they were tough but they were like fake they were like they seemed 
very like noble and distinguished yeah on the outside but inside they were cutthroat right which is how they're which pretty much portrayed yeah but like this i like i felt like in the book they were much more cutthroat in your face yeah much it. more like ruthless yeah whereas you might expect them to be like to try to make them happy yeah you know make the freldens happy but in the background you really like don't the give f- a shit about them yeah but they're much more outward about like you will listen to me you exactly know? yeah and i feel like that was his downfall mm-hmm. so maybe the empress currently is not like empress that Lee, yeah so maybe that's why she wants to become buddy buddy with Relden mm-hmm. and like and then rule them that shoop. way yeah as opposed to with like war and outright just antagonism which is really strange that um because so merrick's king yeah and then Kaylin's the one that follows right afterwards correct yeah that's his son and so we're, we're I, literally the history between you know the orlesians being in like occupying ferelden is not that far no it's off. very recent very recent i mean we saw Logain was huge and yeah getting this to happen and he's alive yeah you know? like he was huge in the or i guess the the revolution yeah and he's still alive and yeah. Eamon was alive during that time and uh we, we see all these characters that are still alive mm-hmm. and so it really is quite like when you think of say the biggest analogy i can think of is like american independence right like if you think of the difference between now and american independence we see that as such like a historical event yeah but for them it's really like mere generations yeah. ago i would i would like i would probably compare it most to like the closest for our generation would be like are us and world war Two. i i thought you were gonna say that yeah like the distance between those things yeah like it's still quite recent it's but it's not it's 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 still far off away that it seems very like history like seems like history but like i literally my mom was born at the end of world war Two, mm-hmm. and that's that's a little weird my grandma lived through world war Two, even yeah. though like not direct Obviously, like in America, like yeah, like she was not in America. Oh, not in America. Yeah, but, well, like you know she, what I mean. Yeah, not like, part of the war. Yeah, she was not part of the war. She was she, like literally, her country was not involved. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like people who lived through it or whose parents lived through it, they might see it as a more like like I saw the effects of it as yeah. opposed to people maybe our age if if it wasn't taught about and we didn't learn from our mistakes or whatever like. Yeah they may fall out of like our our hindsight so i feel like that's where we're at in dragon age origins yeah where people like alistair or stevan they might not think like oh what, what bad could the orlesians do yeah or like Kalen, whereas the generation right before him they had to like they fought against the Orlesians. yeah and then, but he's being all like buddy buddy and also probably fucking emperor Selene. yeah meanwhile just one generation before him was was a, a war was between- a war yeah so, um, you know, that's what some good pee will do to you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so speaking of Caitlin, mm-hmm. the last chapter in the book is Mother Eilis, who I mentioned. Mm-hmm. She's reading. Um, is she reading or telling? I think she's reading. Well, she's she, she's, she's in some way portraying this story to Prince Caitlin, who's a prince at the time. Yes. And he's like, I love the... The stories that you tell me, mother. Which I think this is uh, a door to how ex- explaining why Kalen is the way he is. <laughs> I was thinking the similar thing. Because here's the thing. Like, he's nothing like his father, which is so... Like, he doesn't adopt 
the personality traits of mm-hmm. Merrick. Basically, Alistair adopts the personality yeah. of of Merrick. But, like, I guess with uh, Mother Eyeless telling Caitlin these stories and all that shit. Yeah. It, it, that, that's why, like, when we first meet him, goes like, oh, just like the stories of old. When I yeah. get to he- I'm going to be like a hero, blah, 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 right. blah. Like the stories that he heard about yeah. his father. Exactly. I also want to make a correction. Yeah. Um, Megrin wasn't the king of Orlais. I guess he, he was the he was the Ferelden he was the Orlesian Ferelden king. Yeah, he was the king of Ferelden appointed by yeah. the Emperor of Orlais. Yes, so that's so there's a difference. Yeah. Um, and so it says here there were three more years of war after where the story ends, and uh, Megrin, like he was abandoned by the Orlesian Emperor once they lost Riverdane, and it took three more years to to defeat him, and they executed him, and Merrick became king. Mm-hmm. Um. And so Merrick was well liked. Um, Loghain became a turn. He married. He had a daughter. Yes. As we know, as Anora. Mm-hmm. Um, Rowan died um, a, a while after. And yeah. the relationship between Merrick and Loghain was really strained. Which is weird because that's not what how I pictured it. Especially since Anora marries Kaylin. Mm-hmm. You'd think that it was like, our kids are to be betrothed. Yeah. You know? But uh, I guess they had some contact, but not, like, super close. Yeah. I mean, there is another book that we'd be reading. Mm. Um, And Merrick is, again, the main character of that. So Ah. maybe we'll learn more about his time as king. Okay. But, but yes, so from what we hear, their relationship is super strained. Um, He gets married to someone else, has a daughter. Rowan dies from illness. And um, Caitlin just runs around like a little kid. And then it ends. And then it ends. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Until next time. So I personally really enjoyed it was, it was this book. So did I. I enjoyed listening to it, even though most of it I I didn't understand what the hell was going on at one point. But I kind of <laughs> got the, the crux of it. I got the the basically the major outline. And I enjoyed it. I liked I liked that it was something different than from what I was expecting. Oh. Um and uh, I really enjoy. I like Merrick's character. I think he is one of my favorite Dragon Age characters. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's so interesting. Yeah, because so you really liked him. I liked him because he, he reminds me of Alistair. Yeah, it's true. So I was like, oh, and like I because I felt very, very connected to him in that first chapter. I feel like he's like Alistair, but he grew up to be the king. That Alistair doesn't want to be. Yes. You know, like he's Alistair to like his fullest potential. Mm-hmm. So I do see, I, I understand why you, you really like him. In yeah. That case. Like thinking back to it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if this is like still true, but this is really interesting. I don't know when this little tidbit was, was, uh, was revealed, written, but it says here as of this like trivia note on the Dragon Age wiki. It says this novel is the only official installment of the Dragon Age series that does not actually take place during the Dragon Age. Oh! Because it takes place, besides the epilogue, it takes place between 896 and 899, Blessed. Oh! Which was the age before the Dragon Age. Interesting. So I knew it took place not literally in the Dragon Age, but according to this, and I'm not sure if there have been things since then, but it's the only part of the dragon age series released that does not actually take place in the dragon age 
Which is interesting. It's weird. Then why put the damn title Dragon Age on the book? Because that's the franchise name. Okay, but he- here's the thing, Brandon. This came out before the damn franchise. But this is also when they named it the Dragon Age. Do you remember that? I don't there know. There was a that. part in it where they were like, they're going to call the next age the Dragon Age because of the resurgence of dragons. I didn't, I don't remember that. Yeah, that, that was in the book. They're that like, was in the book? Yeah, they were like, I hear they're going to call Was I them. not listening well enough? <laughs> I remember them mentioning it, that, oh, they're going to call the next age the Dragon, Dragon Age. So they do mention it. Oh. That's the name of the franchise, Maddie. That's true. It's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I was about to say, I was, gonna, I was trying to compare it to Star Wars, but like Star Wars, it's, imagine like a Star Wars movie without war in it. Well, it's like Harry Potter. True. Like Fantastic Beasts, it doesn't say Harry Potter. Yeah. But that's so well known. Yeah. Like, Fantastic Beasts didn't come out before Dragon Age. And then you find out these totally unrelated books are actually part of the same universe. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, the well, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit came out first. Yes. And then Lord of the Rings came afterwards. Yeah. It's not like they had Lord of the Rings and then The Hobbit came out. Well, anyway. <laughs> they did put Dragon Age in the title. We're just gonna have to deal with it. Yes. Um. So, I guess it's the earliest, like installment chronologically in the dragon age series yeah and everything else is just history like everything else we hear before then is just like we just hear about it yeah <laughs> so that's kind of interesting um but yeah who do you who did you like of the characters in the book who did you enjoy reading more? my like favorite yeah i i would say catriel she was a very good character i think she was my favorite uh character of like the ones that we learned about i also liked rowan um but despite her being like there first, mm-hmm. I feel like she was the least served by like the events of the story. Yeah, I would agree. Even though it was cool to like read about her and her relationship with Merrick and Loghain and whatnot, I feel like she was of the least consequence. I would say because when I, I kind of saw them as like a, a, a group of four, and she to me. I, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> was the least interesting of the four. Rowan? Rowan. Yeah, I, I feel the same. I mean, she was cool. She was cool. And I liked her. Yeah, but like, I, I didn't I didn't feel connected to her like I did with, like, even though I hate Loghain. Yeah. I, I'm still entertained by Loghain's, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, chapters or Loghain's, uh, like, parts of the story. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, I liked Rowan, but... Of the three, I liked the the dynamic more. It felt like Ro- Rowan was sort of like an afterthought. Yeah. It was just like she was betrothed to Merrick and then she had a little bit of like a, I guess you could call a fair with Loghain. Yeah. But meanwhile, Merrick was- Merrick was, was, was doing shit with Catro. So I liked her involvement in everything. Yeah. But it more hinged upon her relationship with other people as yeah. to her herself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's interesting? What? So um, Catriel is- mentioned kind of in dragon age origins really when she um there are gloves called catriel's grasp where are they found um according to the background it says um this was the the theron family refused to die this was a problem for the empire for the stubborn stubborn ferelden's would not accept orlesian rule so long as some vagabond in the woods could call himself their king (laughs) (laughs) so the orlesian court sent their agents in ferelden a gift a bard by the name of Catriel to assassinate the surviving Prince Merrick. She did not, of course, succeed, but that's another story. Aww. That's the codex entry. It says here, the description of the gloves are, these were made custom for an Orlesian assassin who once worked in Ferelden. Oh. And I think they can be bought by Gorim. 
who is a Denrim market person. That's so I guess he somehow acquired these and he has them for sale. I like sale. that. I like that a lot. So that's cool to me. Um, let me see. Is she mentioned besides yeah. that in Dragon Age Origins? Uh, no, it does not say she was mentioned in Origins besides that. Oh, okay. Okay. But anyway, there you go. There you go. That's that's our thoughts. That's our thoughts on the book. And I did like the book. Um, I kind of want to read it again. Uh, really? I, I do want to read it again so I could get the full grasp of the events. Yeah, that's fair. Now that you know everything that happens. Yeah. I could like look in and be like, okay, now I know what happened like chronologically. Right. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. And I'm definitely excited to read the next one because I'm interested in like Merrick, Rowan, and Loghain's relationship. And I hope we get to see like now that they have Ferelden, where how do they build it and what's like yeah. what's it like? I wanna see because like Loghain's really high up in power and I wanna see how that relationship with him and Merrick is, was like. Yeah. Why they even had their kids betrothed to each other. They don't really like each other. Yeah. Also, um, as like a little insight into what i think the book's going to be about Mm -hmm. um do you think it's going to be about alistair being i don't know possibly actually but what i was going to say is that um based on the title the calling is what they call it when gray wardens are like hear the archdemon oh like it's the archdemon calling to them they call it the calling okay and so I think it's going to have to do with Grey Wardens and Darkspawn, but we know it happens before this blight. Mm-hmm. Which is such a weird thing in the book. Because when they, t- when they talked about the Darkspawn, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, isn't this such a big deal? I'm like, oh wait, it's not a blight. Yeah, they're just kind of around. <laughs> they're kind of just around. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, they're talking about the Darkspawn. What about the Archdemon? What about- oh wait. So I'm not going to say my theory, because I want to talk about it when more it com- once it comes. Yeah. But um, Manny and I learned through some Dragon Age DLC that there is an important Darkspawn that was around before the Blight. Yes. So I'm wondering if he's in the call. He's involved. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that wraps it up, right? That wraps it is up. Is this like the episode length, Manny? Yeah, it's it's an hour. Okay, yeah, that's episode length. We've had shorter ones. It's an hour and four minutes. Our first episode was 45 minutes. Oh my God. Could you imagine? God. Liliana's song was like an hour 45. (laughs) My God. We've we've learned to talk a lot. Yeah. Um, We can't shut up. But if you'd like to talk to us and have us not shut up to you, (laughs) you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast. You can email us at EnchantmentPodcast at gmail.com. Yes. You can join our Discord, which is linked in the description of every episode. You can also find shirts. I don't know why I'm saying it. (laughs) Find shirts. There are lots of shirts that we have on sale. We got... We got big shirts, tank tops. Oh my gosh. Um, put stuff on a cup. I don't oh my know. God. Tell me more. Tell uh, me more. You is pe- it on a cup? Yeah. Tell yeah. me more. Tell, tell me, me more. more. Is it on a clock? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's on uh, redbubble.com slash fuck. People slash enchantment cast slash shop. <laughs> the fuck is not in there. <laughs> 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 redbubble.com slash fuck slash people <laughs> slash enchantmentcast slash shop we had to work hard for that one yeah um where else can they find us oh my god I dropped my phone <laughs> patreon <laughs> <laughs> what is happening 
say it. Patreon.com slash Chomacast. You can find us for a dollar a month. You can find bonus videos um, of our gameplay sessions. We recently posted Liliana's song. And, and we'll our, be doing so for the DLC to come. And our, our one-off special episodes. Yes, yeah. for $5 a month, you can watch us, or rather listen to us, play uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Sonic the Hedgehog from 2006, and coming up very soon is Final Fantasy 15. Oh, yes. Which we had a very, very exciting and fun time with. Oh, I hope you all enjoyed that. Yeah. Let's just say um, we really had to come up with things to talk about because Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 is boring. Is a little bit boring. The hot but, take. You know what? But I am excited uh, for you all to listen to it. I'm exci- but I think it's a funny episode. It's a, it's a funny episode. And uh, I'm excited <laughs> for all, all of you to listen to it. And I'm excited for the next game that we're going to do for a bonus episode. Me too. Yeah. So if you'd like to join us on those adventures, please uh, contribute on Patreon. It means so much to us. We're finally at a net positive. <laughs> After having bought like Dragon Age DLC and all these things. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't even tell you this yet. We're finally at a net positive again. Oh, finally. Thank with you. money we've made from Patreon. Like, oh, thank Christ. <laughs> um, so that support means so I mean, where else us. can they follow us? They can follow us on our our, our own personal Twitters. <laughs> oh, we never talk about those. Yes. I'm at BranQuad. And I'm at, I think I'm Mouseketeer92. I think you are. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we talk about the podcast. And sometimes we talk about other things. Yeah, you can follow us. Just, just talk yeah. to me. You know, I, if you follow me there, you would already know that I went on a Royal Caribbean cruise. And you could have taken that as a hint that we're doing the Stolen Throne next. <laughs> if, if your mind works like mine does. Oh my god, Brit. <laughs> <laughs> but that about concludes it today. As always, I'm Brandon. And I'm Manny. And this has been Enchantment. And enjoy the rest of your stay at Disney's Magic Kingdom.